Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 30 of our podcast that was originally recorded on June 24th of 2014. Some of the news stories I discussed for the week, cat lateral damages on Kickstarter, Minecraft's changing their EULAs, Another World's coming to PS4, there's a text adventure coming out on Steam, wow, Atari's trying to make a comeback, Steam's having their huge summer sale, some of the games I played for the week, Desktop Dungeons, Watch Dogs, Hotline Miami, bunch of other things on my Vita where we had a power outage last week, and of course I discuss the games I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening gamers, welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi, and this is episode 30 of the podcast. Um, we'll do some, some quick updates real quick send us some emails what i'm playing now at gmail.com follow us on twitter at what i'm playing now drop the g google plus we have a google plus page plus.google.com slash the plus sign what i'm playing now podcast and check out our twitch channel which is twitch.tv slash what i'm playing now uh tomorrow night i should be doing a little more ultima we're going to continue on with that i've actually been reading up about that we'll talk about that in the in the What I'm Playing Now section of the podcast. Um, but check out our cast. We're going to try to do that tomorrow on Wednesday um, instead of Thursday. Hopefully the weather holds out. It's been kind of stormy around here lately. So hopefully we don't lose power again like I did last week. So that's the reason why we had to do it on Thursday. Well, let's jump into some news stories for the week. Um, one of the first news stories, Cat Lateral Damage. It's a game I played a while ago. I think I saw this on Twitter. Um, I can't remember who tweet, who, who had actually tweeted this out um, and sent the link. Um, it's a free game you can actually play through your browser right now. Um, it's a Unity-based game. Um, but they're actually trying to do a Kickstarter for the game. And um, I've been on Kickstarter recently. One of the games I recently backed um, was Dungeon Dice, which looked like a pretty cool dice game. Um, actually kind of, once I backed that, I got into the mode of let's clean up the computer room over the weekend and let's dig through the box of games from when I worked back at the comic book store. And boy, I didn't realize how many games I had collected back then, both miniature figure games, board games, card games. I have a crazy amount of card games. Most of them, I haven't even, some of them I haven't even played um, that I picked up over the years um, in working there. Some of them, I actually found boxes of cards um, that are basically cards that were pre-printed um, that um, publishers had sent us to try to test out and test out the mechanics and the rules of the games and everything like that. So I was, I was just reminiscing over the weekend and finding a bunch of stuff. Um, a couple of dice games I pulled out. One of the dice games I think was a dice game called Throwing Stones. Um, that was a really early one. Um, I don't think it was the best of dice games that I've seen around, and from what I remember, um, after we played the game quite a bit and we're testing it, and um, I think I wrote a review for the game actually, um, a lot of the a lot of the ink that was used on the dice uh, was actually already rubbing off. So um, I, it looks like you can still read uh, what all the different um, pictures were that were on the dice. I may actually give it a try with my wife. I told her I'd kind of like to try it again because it's probably been a good. 20 years since I probably played this game and see how it goes. Um, but we'll see if we ever get around to that. Uh, but that's an interesting one. Um, but if you're looking for something to back, check out Cat Lateral Damage. I thought it was a cool little game. Give it a shot first. Um, you can play right through the browser. Like I said, you just need the Unity plugin in your browser. 
Um, it's a cool little game. Um, but we're going to jump over to another another story right now. Kind of a big story. I don't know if I want I this. I guess this is probably going to be the biggest story of the week, um, considering E3 just ended. There's not a lot of new stories going on. But one of the things that um, popped up last week was um, a change, and I don't even know if it's a true change to the EULA, um, but Minecraft, um, the company Mojang, um, basically came out with... Um, some information saying where they were going to possibly start enforcing um, their EULA. And it, from some of the tweets that were put up by Notch and some of the other people, it doesn't sound like they've really changed the, the EULA at all, but that they're just maybe looking to enforce it. Now, there could be a couple of reasons for this. Keep in mind that, you know, Mojang has started their own server business where they're actually renting servers to people. So... It would be kind of a crappy move for them to do this, but um, if they wanted to try to stop other people from making money off of servers and stuff, um, so this way they kind of have the market, I guess it is their game. They could stop people from doing that. Um, but it sounds like some of the stuff that they were trying to do was basically... I can kind of see where they're coming from, especially in one of the statements that they made where they were getting... Um, people that were contacting them basically saying, you know, like their their child had run up um, money on a server, and it really had no, it was a server that wasn't run by Mojang, so Mojang really has nothing to do with it. So I think Mojang, in that respect, is trying to just do a CYA. So a lot of this is my interpretation. I am no lawyer. Um, I don't work for Mojang. I don't have any inside information on any of this stuff. So let's preface all of this stuff with um, with all of that. Um, I don't know all the laws in regards to this. It, it sounds like they haven't been enforcing their EULA, and a lot of people have basically been going off of the off of the premise that if they're not going to enforce it, we're going to go ahead and just do what... I don't want to say the servers are doing what they want, but it sounds like they're basically overlooking the, the EULA um, so there were there were a lot of different stories. I'm going to post a couple of different stories in the in the show notes for this. But it's I mean in, in reg, I guess in regards to you know if there, if there are children out there and the parents are are upset that their kids have maybe bought something on a server or something and and they kind of want their money back. It I think I think a lot of parents nowadays need to realize that when when their kids are using the computer when they're online and stuff, they they definitely need to oversee that um, maybe a little bit more and not use Minecraft as a babysitter. Um, so I, I think the parents need to maybe step up and just make sure that they know what their kids are doing. The, um, they've talked to their kids about what they can and can't do. Um, when playing online games, um, especially like Minecraft, I'm sure there's a lot of families that have never been exposed to anything like this before. Um, and and I think a lot of parents just need to realize that um, some of the servers that the kids could be playing on might not be the most reputable, um, just like anything on the Internet. It, it's something that definitely needs to be policed by the parents. Um, so that's that's basically one side of it. Um, the other side, Mo, you know, from Mojang's side, like I said, I, I think they're just trying to do a CYA and make sure that they don't come into any problems or they that they can't get sued um, by people who think that they're making money on the side um, after selling the game. 
one of the things I was kind of thinking of, and I think I saw it, and I can't remember if it was Nach who tweeted it out or somebody had. I think somebody had tweeted it out. I, they're still doing updates to to Minecraft, which is actually kind of impressive, considering how long the game's really been around. And I, I think most people have been playing the game for a lot longer than um, than it's actually been released. So a lot of people started. You know, I think I had first originally downloaded the game back was in back when it it was in alpha. I think um, I didn't purchase the game until um, beta. Um, you know, one of the early to maybe mid-betas that were out um, is when I actually finally purchased it and started really getting into Minecraft and playing it quite a bit with um, some friends. You know, we had our own server and stuff, though, so we didn't have to worry about some of these other things. Um, but it's... It, 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 it kind of really surprises me because I, I was under the impression that after the game did go live, after that first Minecon, I think, that they had where they really released um, version 1.0 of the game, um, that anybody who bought the game after that was just going to get maybe a couple of updates. But that was um, probably a good couple of years ago, and they're still updating it quite frequently, and some of the updates have added in quite a bit of new functionality into the game. Um so I think this is a story we're just going to have to kind of keep an eye on and see what actually comes out of this. It seems like some of the servers, I'm, I'm guessing, from, from what I was reading from some of the different articles and some of the, some of the stories that have been written about this, some of, the, some of the servers are still going to be doing pretty much status quo and continue to do, continue to do their things. Um, and we'll have to see if, if Mojang actually goes after anybody um, for maybe breaking the EULA. And, and we'll we'll see what happens and what comes out of that. Um, even though I think, like I said, I'm not a lawyer, but from my understanding, even though they haven't enforced it before, I think if the EULA has been in place, they can pretty much enforce it at any time. Um, I don't know if there is a if there's any sort of grounds or anything like that. So we'll have to wait and see what comes out of this story. But there was, like I said, I'm going to have um, probably about three posts, three different posts um, on stories um, that are dealing with that. Um, and maybe I'll even link back to the original article um, where they posted, there was a post by Owen on the Mojang um, page, update page, where they basically talked about the server monetization. So let's get into something a little later, though, after that discussion. Um, a game called Another World is coming to the PS4 next week. Um, which is actually, I think, this week, because um, the story was came out on the 18th. Uh, I believe the game is going to be out on PlayStation 4 probably tomorrow on June 25th, it looks like. And this is a very cool game. I may be picking this up. Um, this was a game I think I originally played back on my Amiga 500, uh, and back then the game was unlike anything you had really ever seen before. The graphics were just amazing. The gameplay was really good. And... Um, I think on the PS4 it should be pretty cool. It sounds like they had to up-res a bunch of the stuff and do do a lot of graphical work to actually get to get it working on the PS4. And from the article on Polygon that they said, um, it sounds like it was a little bit of a challenge to actually get working on the PS4. Um, but Another World, it's basically going to be 23 years old. Um, like I said, it, I originally played it back on the Amiga 500. I think it was back um, released for a bunch of early PCs back in 91. Um, but one of the little fact that they mentioned in the Polygon article was, and I didn't, I didn't know this, um, that it was one of the 14 titles inaugurating the Museum of Modern Arts video game collection, um, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, like I said, it's actually 
back then in 91, I think it was kind of one of the more groundbreaking games, and it was one of the games that a lot of people, I think, played um, over the years. So I'm kind of looking forward to that coming out on the PS4. So we're going to jump from an older game coming out on the PS4 to text adventures coming back to Steam. Um, a Polygon article I found, Steam's welcoming text-only adventure games with Heroes Rise series. Um, I remember back on my first PC that I had, which is a Texas Instruments TI-994A, um, text adventures were some of the early games that you played. Some of them had graphics, some of them didn't. Um, I remember once I started learning basic programming, text adventures were pretty much the easiest things you can do before you start getting into um, the sprite-based graphics and doing a bunch of gra different graphical things. Um, so making text-based text, text adventures was something really easy. I remember making text-based text games um, and saving them off to cassette tape. Um, and you, you just hoped it basically saved off to the, off to the cassette tape because having to type everything in was, back then, was usually a pain in the ass. Um, but these games are basically going to be... Um, kind of like just not, um, novels. It doesn't sound like there's going to be any um, graphics to it whatsoever, no audio. It, it, it almost just sounds like it's a choose-your-own-adventure type um, of story um, that um, I think I'm going to check out. I, I kind of like these games. It sounds like uh, they're putting out two... I think I looked earlier. There were two different stories up there on Steam um, today, and I think they're actually coming out with a third one. And based on how they, those go, they're going to see how much more they're going to add to the storyline. Um, so I think that'd be something to cool to check out. I think they were on sale for one ninety nine. I think when I looked today, they were up, they were two ninety nine right now. Uh, but I think there was one where you can get several of them together for like three ninety nine. So check out Steam. I'm going to be talking about Steam. Yeah, you know what? Let's move stories around. Talking of Steam, Steam's having their huge summer sale right now. Um, and if you have uh, a credit card or any sort of Steam card or anything like that, um, you've probably spent some money. I know the first day that the Steam sale came out, I jumped onto Steam. One of the first deals I saw was the Witcher series. I picked up the first two Witcher games. Um, they were pretty inexpensive. I think they were... I think they were around 80% off at the time. Um, so I grabbed both the two Witcher games because uh, after seeing Witcher 3 at E3, I think I want to try to give my hand or, you know, give a little bit of playtime to the first two games um, just to get um, a little bit of feeling for what the Witcher series is about and not just jump into the third one because um, I, I know I'm definitely going to be playing the third one after seeing some of the trailers I saw at E3. Um but they're they're just having a ton of different sales. They're also doing a couple of neat things um, with the trading cards. They're having their um, a contest where basically you can join a team, and based on, and it seems like every day that team is going to change um, who wins. Well, I don't really think that was how Steam imagined it, but um, from what I've heard, there's basically a Reddit group that's kind of maybe fudging uh, the scores a little bit and maybe pushing it so each different color wins twice during the whole sale um, that Steam has going on. Um, I believe I'm on the blue team. Um, I actually was able to turn in a bundle of cards yesterday and contribute a point to the blue team yesterday, and the blue team won. Um, so I was able, I was, I was kind of happy that I was actually able to contribute um, to that. I got a couple cards out of it. It sounds like um, out of the winning team each day, though, 30 um, users are actually going to get um, several items off of their wish list, which is not a bad deal. 
Um, I don't believe I was one of those people that won anything today or yet today when the blue team had won. I was kind of bummed about that. I was building up my wish list with a bunch of things that I want and maybe even some things that I may not have bought. Um, but I figured let's throw them on the wish list and if I can get some things for free, what the hell, why not? Um, so I think my wish, wish list is probably quite full right now. So if you got some money, you got some cash, been paying attention to Steam, go spend some money. Um, I'm sure I'm not done yet um, buying things. I'm sure Witcher won't be the only thing I buy right now. Um, one of the things I haven't seen, though, much on Steam, Atari games. Um, but it does sound from a GameSpot article, it sounds like Atari is going to try to make a comeback. They're really trying to get into a bunch of different things and go more mobile, which is probably a, a smart thing to do for Atari. But one of the things they're also trying to do is get into maybe social casinos, um, real money gambling, and YouTube. Um, it's that, that I I don't even know really what to say about some of this stuff. I mean, it's that if that's your business plan, that's that's interesting, and I wish Atari um, good luck on this. But it sounds like they're really really trying to diversify, and they may be diversifying a little too much, and hopefully they don't they don't spread themselves thin. Um, I believe last year they were basically on the verge of filing bankruptcy. I think they actually did file bankruptcy last year, um, but they got a couple million in financing to stay afloat um, per this GameSpot article. So it sounds like some of the games that they're going to be coming out with um, for iOS, Roller Coaster Tycoon 4, um, they're going to be re releasing a new version of Haunted House for mobile devices, um, and they have a new online battle arena game called Minimum coming out. So... We'll have to keep an eye on that. I'm kind of interested in the Haunted House game. I remember the original Haunted House game on the Atari 2600 was kind of kooky and crazy back in the day. Um, I would definitely give that one a shot, though. I'd pick that up for a couple bucks if they released that on Android. Um, speaking of some other games, um, Ubisoft. Uh, there was an article on GameSpot where they were talking about DRM Can't Stop Piracy, um, which is really funny for Ubisoft to say this, considering... Um, their whole Uplay environment is probably one of the most kind of DRM restrictive area, you know, areas. And I think so many people had problems with their games originally. This is why I think they're trying to take this stance. Um, and and I think the DRM system that they used to use was way worse than what it is nowadays. Um, from what I remember, some of the early games and the problems people had with them were just crazy. But um, it, it, it's nice that they're actually kind of acknowledging this, and I think some of this goes back to CD Projekt Red, which is actually the developers for Witcher. Um, they take the stance that uh, their games are good, they basically do DRM-free games, and you know people will do with it what they want. Uh, they don't really want to inhibit the purchaser of their software um, and cause them any undue stress or problems when installing the game or having to reinstall the game if the if their computer crashes or something um and it's good that ubisoft is maybe trying to hopefully going to take a, a similar stance in the future um any sort of privacy or any sort of copy protection you put on anything nowadays if you can actually create the copy protection keep in mind that somebody can basically remove the copy protection nothing is 100% secure um, when it comes to computers in that sense. Um, it may take somebody a longer than normal time to maybe get rid of the copy protection, but um, if you can pretty much protect something, you can unprotect something. Um, that's kind of 
you know, computing 101 that you learn very early on. Um, but we'll have to wait and see what uh, Ubisoft does with um, some of their DRM in the future. And hopefully they just stick more to um, just putting out good games and then putting out good content and then having services that um, will make people want to purchase the game um, that will then basically probably require them to use probably like the Uplay service. One of the last news stories before we jump into the next section of the podcast, um, Games for Windows Live from Microsoft is not going away. This was kind of big news as well. Um, I think this was, they were touting this for a while now, um, that this was going to be going away. They were getting rid of the marketplace. Pretty much everybody thought that some of the games that were on Games for Windows Live would not be playable anymore. But um, right, um, probably about a week or two right before July 1st, which I think is when it was going to be shutting down, or let's let's put shutting down in the air quotes here right now, um, shutting down the Games for Windows Live service, they came out and said, okay, you know what, we're not going to do that. Um, Microsoft, I think, realizes that um, PC gaming is important to them, considering their Windows operating system is what people run most of their PC games on, although um, Gabe Newell at Valve is trying to push the Steam box and the Linux OS um, operating system um, to maybe try to compete with Windows some, I would say most of your game is, go- is going to be done on the, on the Windows platform. And one of the things that, they, that was stated in that um, GameSpot article I found was that, um, that during the E3 press conference, they didn't talk any about PC gaming, um, that they thought that PC game, that they thought E3 was more for consoles, um, I would kind of tend to disagree with that statement. Uh, I think that was probably would have been a great place to talk about PC games and what you're planning for the PC um, gaming in the future. Uh, But, hey, Microsoft has done their own things, especially with the Xbox One that we've seen. So we'll see what they do with uh, PC gaming here in the future. Um, But I think that's really cool that uh, they're still keeping the service alive. I'm guessing it's probably going to be on life support. Um, you're going to be able to download the games. It doesn't sound like there's going to be any updates for any of those games um, released in the future, but just, be, just being able to download the games if you have purchased them and being able to access them and actually play them um, with any any sort of online component is is good, and I'm, I'm really glad that they weren't um, taking that service down. So let's jump over to the second part of the show the what I'm playing now section, and I have a list, a list of games of what I'm playing now. Part of this list is mainly because last Wednesday when I was going to do our Way Back Wednesday stream of um, of Ultima 1, which I had to postpone until Thursday, uh, was because we lost power, and we had lost power for probably close to 20 hours. Um, I think we lost it probably around 6.30 Wednesday evening, and it didn't come back till around 2, 3 o'clock the next day. So that next day after my wife cleaned out, out most of the food from the fridge and had gotten rid of everything and then went to the store and rebought a bunch of stuff, um, which kind of stunk. Um, but hey, if that was the worst thing that happened during that storm, we were pretty much pleased with that. But let's jump into some of the games. Um, Desktop Dungeons. I'm still playing this game from Steam. I'm really liking this game. Um, I've unlocked... Um, a couple more. I've unlocked another race. I think I unlocked the elf, elf and dwarf race now. Um, I just unlocked um, the one 
store, which is like a demon store. Um, I just did that. I think it was yesterday. Um, I really like the strategy behind this game. It's um, it's a pretty simple. Uh, it, it's it's kind of one of those games that's simple to play, but um, probably difficult to master. Mainly because each kind of dungeon you go into, or each screen that you're um, proposed with is basically going to be randomly generated. So each one's completely different. It, I don't think you're ever going to see the same thing twice. Um, so it, it definitely keeps you on your toes and you definitely really have to get into a pattern. And some of the, some of the ways you can use some of the different spells and the way you can, um, react with some things, um, until I played, some of the different puzzles that they actually had in the game, I hadn't really even thought of using spells um, in that way. So, if you're if you kind of th feel like you're hitting a plateau in that game, um, I would definitely go into the puzzle section and learn some of the uses, some of the additional uses of the spells, and you can then use that when you're fighting your normal dungeons. Um, of course, I've still been playing Watch Dogs. I'm still completely on the fence with this game. Um, I have a complete love-hate relationship with it. It was a game that I was just wanting to... Just... I was hoping would be my game of the year. Um, right now, I don't think it will be. I think it was a good freshman effort that they put out. I think, like I've said in a couple other... Pod I think I've said in the past couple of podcasts since the game's come out. I think it's a good freshman effort for Ubisoft that they put out with Watch Dogs. But I think there's so much more that they can actually do with the game. Um, and I'm... I really can't wait to maybe see the second or third iteration of this to actually see what they come out with. Um, I'm probably maybe about 30 to 40% of the way through, I think, the game. I've been concentrating more on the main storyline lately this weekend uh, instead of going around and just doing a bunch of the miscellaneous side side mission stuff. I've been The more I play the game, the less I'm doing of that stuff, I'm noticing. I'm just trying to mainly just get through the story. I think I have to pretty much be close to the end of Act 2. Um, when I originally got the game, I think I looked it up, and I think there were like 15 different parts within Act 2, and it seems like I've been on Act 2 for a while now, and I've completed quite a bit, so I'm guessing I should be entering in Act 3 here very shortly. Um, but one of the other games I was playing um, when the lights went out, and I was lucky that my Vita had a full charge, um, I got into a little Hotline Miami on the Vita. The controls aren't bad. Um, I was cruising through some of the first early levels, and then I hit one level where I was just getting, no matter what I did, I just wasn't able to click on the screen fast enough to select the guys and get through them. I had almost done it once, once or twice, and then just got to a section where somebody just came out of a corner and just killed me. So, um, I set that game down before I threw the Vita into the wall, because that game can sometimes get a little tense. Um, but I, I still like that game. Um, I played that game quite a bit on the PS3. I think I've made it much further on the PS3 than I did on the Vita. But um, that is one thing, one game I wouldn't mind going back to finish, actually, and seeing how the game ends. Especially with Hotline Miami 2 coming out, um, from, what I, from what I've seen at E3. Um, they actually made that announcement. So, With all the talk um, about Mortal Kombat X at E3, though... Um, my wife, Kim, and I actually got into the last Mortal Kombat game on the PS3 um, over the weekend, and we were having a hell of a good time with that. Um, I forgot how good the graphics were on that game and how, how fun that was. Um, we played it quite a bit when it first came out, and then it kind of just fell by the wayside. And I really haven't gone back to it too much. Um, but we both just had kind of a blast playing that game again. Um, and like I said, it's been a while since we played it. Of course... 
when we're sitting around drinking on the weekends, we hit up Super Pole Riders, um, which is always a fun game when you're sitting around drinking. Um, I can't give that game enough credit for being such a simple game, but just being so fun um, in a, for a multiplayer game. Um, it's it's that game and one of the other games um, that I almost bought on the Steam sale, but I really would rather preferably play on the PS4 is Nidhogg, um, which I've seen the guys at Giant Bomb play before, which I really can't wait to come out um, for the PS4 because I know that's going to be another great multiplayer game. Um, so, a couple other smaller games I played... Um, Walt, the one guy who does, um, who joins us on the LinuxInstall.net podcast, he told me of a game um, on Android um, that I downloaded on my phone that was a free game called Tiny Di- Tiny Dice Dungeon. Um, it's a cool little game, um, sometimes frustrating. Um, basically, you're rolling six-sided dice for combat, and as long as you don't get a one on one of your attack dice, um, you can continue attacking. So you can sit there, and if you're rolling two, three, four dice... Um, and you can have you can you can craft different style of dice along the game as you go through dungeons and collect pieces to dice. You can then craft those dice into maybe like a healing dice. Um, you can craft them into a dice that will basically be a multiplier multiplier for damage. You can craft it into dice that will not give you that or not basically mark you for rolling a one and it, you, you won't lose your turn there basically um but you might want to make sure that you have some you know enough attack dice out to do damage um and you can also have a pet with you or you know um, a minion of some sort um a familiar that can come along with you that you can level up as well um it's a cool little game um but sometimes you just try to push it just a little too far and that when you push it you know you're going to roll a one and you do um, so there were there were a couple of nights when I was playing that game where I would get up to the boss creature and my little familiar would die, my little friend, my minion would die, and um, there there are some microtransactions with the game. I haven't really felt the need to really do it. It seems like you can kind of make enough money within the game to to purchase maybe like resurrection potions and stuff that you can use for your pets. Um, it's a fun little game. I'd give it a shot. Um, I don't know if it's going to keep me long-term playing it, um, but for the past week or so, it's been kind of fun to screw around with that. Um, one of the other games I picked back up this week, and this will be the last game we talk about before Ultima 1. I'll mention a little bit about that, because we're going to be playing that tomorrow. Um, FIFA 14. FIFA 14, with the World Cup going on, um, they have an update, um, where you can basically play as all the World Cup teams, um, which is actually pretty cool. Um, I was kind of amazed that this update was free, and um, they, they they just have a lot going on with the World Cup. Uh, you can play as the teams um, that are playing that day. You can you can play you know basically play those games. They also have different challenges um, that they have on a daily basis based on the teams that are playing and the and the people. And the different um, players who are popular or the best on those teams, you can do different challenges with them. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. So I was actually playing um, quite a bit of FIFA, actually, over the weekend. More than I've been playing probably the, for the past month. Um, I, I got several games in. Um, pretty much I played all the world, a lot of the World Cup stuff because I was just having, having a fun time with that, um, doing some of the different um, games that they had there and playing some of the different challenges. So Ultima 1 um, started that last week, 
and I think played horribly for me. Um, I was dying left and right, um, but it sounds like at the beginning of that game that that maybe seems like the thing to do. Um, I was reading a couple of different websites, studying a couple of different guides that I found um, that give you a couple of different strategies. And I think I have a couple of different approaches I'm going to try tomorrow when we go when we revisit this game and maybe try to take it a little further. Um, hopefully we can get through that one in the next couple of weeks and maybe move on to another Ultima one. Or maybe I'll even move on to um, something maybe different than Ultima. I don't know how long we'll go with the Ultima series. I mean, I did just grab all of them from GOG, from good old games. So I don't know if I want to try to play through all of them at one time, or maybe we'll intermix things um, to just break it up a little bit. So this way we're not just Ultima all the time um, on the Wayback Wednesdays. So, um, But I think I got some good ideas going into, into tomorrow's game. I'm going to try to do a couple of different things. going to try to finally start leveling up a little bit because I think I'm still level 1, um, which kind of bummed me out. So I'm going to try to not die as much. That's going to be the trick. Not die as much. Um, so that was about it. That is it for the what I'm playing now section of the game or the podcast. Um, but what I want to play now, um, I'm going to go downstairs and play some RBI baseball 14, uh, that came out on the PS4 today. I've been waiting that to come out on the PS4 for a while. I think it's come out on the last gen consoles, maybe I think about a month ago or so it's been out, maybe even longer than that. Um, to when the game's been released, I did play a quick couple inning game earlier. Um, was getting a feeling for the game, getting a feeling for the pitches and stuff. Uh, the controls are very simple. Um, there's no online multiplayer. It's co-op, um, local only. Um, the graphics are pretty good, um, but it's nice and simple. I think the 20 bucks was a little high. I think I would have preferred to have seen it maybe around the $15 price range. Um, I'm going to have to see how good the season goes. I'm going to maybe try to start a season and see how that plays through. Um, but I'm kind of stoked that that finally come out, came out on the PS4. And then I'm able to maybe get some baseball in, um, finally. So the other thing that I'd like to get into now is the Witcher series, since I just picked that up. Um, like I said, after seeing what was kind of going on with uh, Witcher 3 um, and E3, that game has been delayed. Um, so hopefully I can maybe get through some of the first two games. Don't know if I'll finish them. We know how I am with um, finishing some of the games and how uh, my backlog my back catalog is going with some games, but um, that's a series that I'd kind of like to get into and see actually what's um, what's going on with that series. I have I've heard some really good things about the second one. I'm not too familiar with the first one. Um, I, but from what from from what I can tell, I think they were both pretty well received and that they were both pretty good. Um, so that's pretty much what I'd like to get into. So. I think that's going to be it. We're going to close it out for episode 30 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Um, send us some email, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. Um, let us know if there's anything you'd like to see or if there's anybody maybe we can interview. Um, follow us on Twitter at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G. Um, hit up our Google Plus page, plus.google.com slash the plus sign, What I'm Playing Now podcast. And don't forget tomorrow. To check out our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Um, I will be playing again Ultima 1, and maybe this Saturday we'll even try to come through with um, another sort of game. Maybe I will start doing a different style of game um, than a role playing game on Saturday. We'll try to get into maybe something a little different, so we'll see. We'll see what we can come up with maybe for a, a normal Saturday stream as well. So that's it for episode 30. Go play some games, everybody, and have a good week. We'll see you later. <laughs>